Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey you, welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. I'm wife. And together we're reading the Bible. Starting with Genesis and eventually ending with Revelations, we're working through every book and offering our atheist two cents. Or shekels. Yeah, those. We're asking questions and pointing out all the nonsense. We aren't academics or scholars. Nope. In fact, when it comes to religion, we really don't know anything at all. What we've learned so far is that God's a dick. Oh, he really is, isn't he? If you're interested in how we reached this startling conclusion, maybe start from episode one. Otherwise, jump in anywhere. It's all good. Yep. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. 
What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband. Wife. Hey, it's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. But it's not a Q&A day. It's not. We're but kind it kind of, of is. Like on this weird run of like lots of special episodes. Bonuses, if you will. Bonuses, yeah. Or even if you won't. I'm, you know, I got to say, and this is, I never thought I'd say this. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of looking forward to getting back to reading the Bible. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll come on Thursday. Yeah. I yeah. am too, actually. <laughs> There's less thinking on my part. I don't, I don't have to like, you know, like, oh, thank God. We're just reading the Bible. Just reading just, the Bible. Just reading and cracking on the Bible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So today I thought um, to get back into the spirit of reading the Bible, Yeah. Um, we're going to be starting a new book, the um, Deuteronomy, which is the last book of the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible. Awesome. And I thought um, we could talk about uh, who wrote that, who, hmm. who wrote the entire Pentateuch, right? including Deuteronomy. Who wrote the book of love? I mean, you just never know. That's not a things. book of the Bible. I, I know it's not a book of the Bible. <laughs> I'm just, you said it and I was like, no. It's, yeah. It was just out of nowhere. Sorry. Okay. It is what it is. <sighs> okay, anyway. <laughs> so we're going to be learning about who wrote the Torah. Sure. Okay, let's, let's go learn this stuff. Let's go learn this stuff. All right. Hey, wife. Yes, husband. Did you know that we are now on Patreon? Um, yes, because you told me, but also, no, tell me more. <laughs> so we're on Patreon now. Are we? We are. And our supporters can go there and support us. And we have multiple levels all the way up to You Killed God. That sounds really drastic and escalated quickly-ish. Well, no, there's multiple levels before there. So it, es- it escalates on a sliding scale of... You know, cheap to, to not cheap. Oh. But, you know, we can definitely use any amount. So, like, any support is always appreciated. So, what exactly is Patreon? It's a place where you can show your support for our podcast. And Just our podcast? Any podcast or any <laughs> performer. But, you know, we're the ones that, you know, you're listening to right now. So, maybe you should, uh, you know, support us. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But we love you anyway. So, all you got to do is go to Patreon. Look up Sacrilegious Discourse. It's actually patreon.com forward slash Sacrilegious Discourse is our actual main page there. So, head on over and send us some love. Yeah. Okay. So, knock, knock. Who's there? Who wrote the Pentateuch? Moses. Okay, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'd heard that before, so. Oh, uh, well. You know, like, it's been one of those things I heard. It's because um, yeah. even the Talmud says so. The Talmud? The Talmud is the, the Jewish Ah, uh, okay. Bible, right. book, book, religious text. Got there it. There we go. I suck at all this. Like, I seriously. No, I. I've heard terms. Like, I, I know terms. I literally looked up, wait, what's the Talmud? Because I forgot. Sometimes I feel like an imposter doing this. Like, oh, totally an like, imposter. Oh, yeah. I, I know that's something. Yeah. But that's kind of the point, though, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. We're, we're trying to just jump in and mm-hmm. do this. So, yeah. okay. Who wrote the Bible? Or who yeah. wrote, no. Who wrote the Torah? Who wrote the Pentateuch? Who wrote the Pentateuch. The Pentateuch. Pentateuch. 
Pentamines? Whatever. Penta means five. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it was always believed that Moses wrote it because, sure, why not? Of course he did. He's awesome. Whatever. He kept that diary, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But obviously the Torah could not have been written by a single person because here's why. Do you want to know why? So it hasn't always been believed that – that no, was it was written by Moses, but it was always believed up until um, I forget what the years some, were. Some year, <laughs> some years, some recently years. or long time ago. Um, I want to say it was like the 1700s okay. or some shit. Right. Like some German scholars got it, got together and were like, "Wait a minute, yeah, this can't be the this can't be it, this can't be it." And um, what gave it away was the differences in style, language, varying ideology, contradiction in the text, which no, you and I have no discussed. No contradictions. It's God's word. As well as strange, unnecessary repetition in places. <laughs> Just in places. I thought it was the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. So, um, yeah, so based on all of those, um, it became quite obvious if you gave it any kind of scholarly wink and a nod that mm, yeah. that maybe maybe it wasn't just one guy. A, wasn't written by fucking God. B, probably wasn't just written by Moses. No. Actually, I doubt it was written by Moses at all, uh, but that's just my theory. People don't think so. It's my so. personal theory. Uh, scholars don't think so. Well, see, my personal theory lines up then. Aren't you a smarty? I am right there with – okay. I'm going to start calling you – So who the you, fuck wrote this goddamn thing? I'm going to start calling you Dr. Husband. Yeah. that's I, I should be Dr. Husband. I, appreciate, I, I think that's an appropriate title. Yeah, Dr. Husband. So anyway. Hmm. Um, we wait, should definitely go with that. One of I'm the – I'm just still reveling in the – Stop. Doc, what? I'm, stop. Okay, I'm I take it back. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, so throughout the first account of the creation, yeah, remember how we talked about how the creation is broke up into two things? Yeah. Um, like, first is the creation of, like, all the heavens, and then it comes back and is like, just kidding, and it's creation of the earth. Right. And, um, you know, and there's... And things don't line up on the right days yeah, and shit. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. So, throughout the first account of creation, God is called Elohim. Okay. And Elohim was transcendent. He created the world by his will alone. He didn't act, interact with mankind. He was just like this magical over there, all powerful, not manlike. He was all magic. Okay? Got it. And he created the animals on Thursday, and then he created <laughs> men and women together on Friday. Got it. Remember? Does it, does it literally say Thursday and Friday? Well, I mean. The fourth day, yeah, okay. You know, the day. Right. Saturday was, on the, yeah. On the sure. fourth day, on the third okay. day, you know, that, that shit. Right. So that's in the beginning, okay? Yep. Then, starting in Genesis chapter 2, verse 4, God all of a sudden is called Yahweh. Okay. Hmm. And Yahweh is almost human-like because he talks with Adam. Remember, yeah. he performed surgery on him with his laser yeah, vision. Yeah, with that god LASIK, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he created man first and then the animals. And only after failing to find a partner for man did he then create woman out of man's rib. Right. So those two stories. Failing to find a partner. Like that's just – that's failed. such funny wording. He because, tried so hard. Like the zebras just didn't work out. I'm sorry, man. So let yeah. me get you a yeah. – Let me get you a woman. I need Did somebody. you say the zebras didn't yeah, work the out? the zebras just didn't work out. You know? Oh, my God. You're disgusting. What? <laughs> Whatever. So, okay. So the Pentateuch was compiled from four earlier books that were long lost in time. 
Okay. Okay. And they were merged by an editor. And you've heard me refer to this person before as the redactor. Right. Yeah. And he's the one that wove it all together. Not very well, I might add. No, no. But that wasn't the his job. His poor job. That wasn't his job, though. Okay. Okay. All right. Now. Can you imagine being the editor for God's Word? So anyway. No. No. <laughs> like, oh, I better not fuck this up. And he did. Oh, he did. But. The scholars gave each of the four books or writers yeah. um, these names. Okay. okay. The Eloist or Elohist, okay. meaning, you know, Elohim. Mm-hmm. The Yahwist. Okay. You know, the Yahweh guy. Right. The Deuteronomist. Okay. That's the one that wrote the book of Deuteronomy. Okay. And the priestly writers. Got it. Okay. I've, I've, I've seen those referred, and I didn't know that that's what it was exactly, but I've mm-hmm. seen them referred to in letters. Yeah. Like they just make them letters like I think it's – what is it? L – whatever. The letters – L – whatever. Whatever the letters are that start with those things that you just read off. Are you saying like letter like letter of the alphabet? Yeah. I thought you were saying like dear Eloist, no, love Yahweh. No, no, no. They, re- they refer to those writers in just single letters like – Okay. Um, yeah. Whatever. Like mm-hmm. Y, L, D, you know, whatever. Yeah. I've, but I've seen that Symbology. before. I just didn't know exactly – I, had, I hadn't really come across to. that before. So, but okay, yeah. so I'm going to tell you what each of those four guys, guys, people, the people. yeah, yeah, the people. Yeah. It's more than it's more than one guy, right? Each of each of those four. For is all we more know, it could have been Alf, the fucking alien. That is redundant because Alf stands for alien life. Form. I know, but Alf is awesome. But it's like saying ATM machine. I miss Alf. ATM machine is automated teller machine. And if you add machine to the end, then you're saying automated teller machine. Did you ever call them green machines? Green machines? Yeah, the ATMs. No. When I was growing up there, around here, we had these things called green machines. So, like, people would call them green machines. You'd stop by the green machine. No, but when I lived in Hawaii, um, you could take fives out. Really? Yeah. Actually, there was one around here up until at least the early two, like, the early 2000s that you could take fives out around here. Really? And yeah. I heard those are coming back because people poor. Right. People I can, I can poor as yeah. fuck. So, okay. Must be God's will. Anyway, so <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about the Eloist writers. Okay. Okay, Elohim. Yeah. Okay. And that that's why I was saying, you know, at first he was referred to as Elohim and then later he was referred to as Yahweh. Right. Okay. So, the Eloist writers, they called God Elohim. They were Israelite priests, okay? Mm-hmm. And they focused hardcore on locations in the kingdom of Israel and on Israelite heroes Moses and Jacob. Yeah. And okay. they saw – the Israelites saw those guys as their ancestors, so that explains why. Right. Okay? So um, that was the first part of the story, right? Yep. Um, now, here's a little bit of history for you, and this part is – Stuff that actually happened in history. Okay. Okay. So the kingdom of Israel was the greater regional power of the time. Okay. While Judah was a backwater vassal kingdom. But then the Assyrians destroyed Israel in 722 BC or BCE. Okay. So like negative zero times. Right. I gotcha. Okay. And then because of that, because the Assyrians were like all over the place, right? Yeah. Um, many of the Israelite elite moved to the Judean capital. So they moved from the great power to that little 
backwoods place. Okay. Um, the Judean capital was Jerusalem. Okay. Okay. So right. they moved there. Okay. So that's that's the end of that part. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So the Yahwist was characterized by using the tetragrammaton Yahweh. Okay. Okay. As the name of God. Okay. Right. What, what the hell is a tetran whatever gram thing? Um. They. They had a way of like how you're not supposed to say God's name, so they had symbols. Okay. And the the, the symbols were called different things. One of which was the tetragrammaton. Ton, 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 tom, tom. What? Bonbons. Yes. Okay. And those are good um, candies. I miss those. That tetragrammaton symbol was Yahweh. Can we okay? get some bonbons? No. Damn it. Okay. No, we need to diet. Uh, well, yeah. We okay. ate so fucking much over the holiday season. <laughs> Just no, no bonbons for you. Damn it, damn it. Okay, so are you with me? I'm with you, I'm with you. Okay, so the Judean priestly caste had all of these Israelites moving in, right? Mm-hmm. So, and they they were coming in with their, their Elohim and stuff. Yeah. And so the Judean priests were like, hold the fuck up. And so then they made their own narrative about Judah with its own mythical leaders and traditions. Oh, so they were fighting over which uh which creation which right. story. Got yeah. it. Okay. So that's now you've got those two stories. Okay. The Elohim and the Yahweh okay. people. Okay. So they were like competing for story and then the Deuteronomist is so-called because he wrote Deuteronomy. I mean, yeah. not a lot to say about that. Um, they do Especially think, since we haven't read it yet. Right. <laughs> That's what's coming up. Right. So um, they do think that the author was the prophet Jeremiah, um, which there's a book of Jeremiah that we haven't read yet either. That's okay. coming up eventually The at author some point. of which one? Um, of Deuteronomy. Oh, Okay. So they do think they have one of the authors nailed down, huh? Maybe. Maybe. But in future books, I want to say it's like Second Kings. First or Second Kings, but I think it was Second Kings. Um, he refers to himself as Shaphan or Shaphan. Okay. S-H-A-P-H-A-N. So he names himself. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But a lot of people still think it was the prophet Jeremiah. Got it. Okay. okay. Yeah. So um, – You'll notice that Yahweh and Elohim, those guys, mm-hmm. that they have zero problem with polytheism. Right. Right? I mean, yeah. we've commented on that multiple times, right? Definitely. How they yeah. were like, sure, there were gods. Lots of them. Duh. Just don't fucking worship them. Yeah. But really, even at that, depending on which group, they were like, yeah, you guys worship that guy. We worship this guy. Right, right. Sometimes if we're having bad luck with this one, we might go to that temple and worship that one for a little bit. But then God will kill you. Depends on the day. Generally, though. Right. I'm just saying like they understood that there was more than one God and that people might worship more than one. Sure. Or people in the same household might worship different gods. Right. Okay. And different temples and other cultic sites throughout the land. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that was just a given. Okay. Right. And yet the ideology of Deuteronomy is clearly one God, one temple. Fuck off. Interesting. I'm kind of, kind of interested to read this change of pace. Right. Like just see what the change is exactly. So that change from the Elohim, Elohim people and the Yahweh people. Right. 
Um, it co coincides with the unification of the Judaic cult and exclusion of other gods, which happened during the reign of King Josiah. And I'm saying this for a reason. Okay. Okay, not just to like read boring shit. Sure. Okay. And that started in 622 BCE. Okay. So I don't know it's if like you recall. like 100 years later. Yeah. I, I was just going to say it's about 100 years later. Right, right. So we went from the two guys that were, you know, the two types of, of people fighting over. Right. Is he Yahweh or is he Elohim to now we've got during King Josiah's time, they're like, no. It's the just same, one. just the one. Yep. He's, it's the same God. Got it. Okay. And Josiah thereupon ordered sweeping religious reforms, most of which are the same, like very much the same. It's funny as what to we, imagine sweeping reforms and uh, reforms. Sorry, I say it reforms. But anyway, sweeping reforms in um, Judaism. Like, right? I mean, like, because it's been I've, the same. I've heard all... that in Christianity. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's multiple occasions where there's been reform in Christianity. But that's always been like post zero, post year zero. Right, sure. Like, this all happened before year zero. Right. And, like, my, and, and granted, my, my understanding of Judaism is very naive and, and, and lacking. Mine as well. For sure. But I've never heard of reform. For Judaism before, that's which is because, really kind of cool. That's because it hasn't changed much since. Got it. So you wouldn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that. <laughs> one, what, and, one and done. What King Josiah did pretty much set the pace for the rest of Judaism. Got it. Okay. So then we move on to the priestly writers. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And these were the Judeans who were serving in Solomon's temple and all of their descendants. Okay. Okay. Now, these guys, I listed them last, but they weren't necessarily, like, just adding on to the end of the story and 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 then and then and more and more. Right. Like, chapter next. Right. <laughs> they actually went back and were adding stuff throughout. Hmm. So. Interesting. Yeah. Even though I listed them last. You could really list them in any. Got it. They came last, though. You think they? Uh, you think they had that bit about the talking donkey? They very well could have. <laughs> so, while the Israelite priest, and I'll get to that in just a second. Okay. 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 Not that specifically. But, I know. I know. But yes. Yeah. While the Israelite priests saw themselves as the descendants of the great Moses, mm -hmm. the temple priests believe they descended from some guy named Z Zadok. Hmm. Which that sounds much more fun. That's going like, to be. I totally would rather have a Zadok than a Moses. That Zadok just sounds really cool. That's going to be a different Tuesday because I am totally interested in who the fuck is Zadok. Because, I mean, I personally would have liked the name to be Zaphod, Zaphod Beeblebrox. Zaphod Beeblebrox would yeah. be so cool. I mean, totally. And yeah. that's what we got to call Zadok from now on. <laughs> but that's going to be a different Tuesday because I'm, I'm super into this guy. Yeah, right. But really I didn't cool. I didn't have time. Enough and, time, yeah. Yeah, like that's off topic. Sure. Okay, but he was the first high priest to serve in King Solomon's temple. Hmm. Okay, okay. So um, the Israelite priests were one group, and then the temple priests um, believed that they came from Zadok. Got it. Okay, just, not Zadok. I know. I love not it. Moses. I love it. Okay, um, and they are collectively the temple priests are collectively referred to as the priestly writer. 
Okay. Just like the Deuteronomist. May have been multiple guys, may have just been Shafam or whatever. Sure. May have been, what did I say, Jeremiah or what the fuck ever. Right, right. May have been multiple people. We don't know. We just call them the Deuteronomist. Got it. And the Eloist, even though it was multiple priests, and the Yahwist, even though they were multiple priests. Okay. Okay. Yep. So we we say it's four writers, but it's really four groups that consisted of one or more writers. Got it. Okay. Uh, just a quick question. Did mm-hmm. this stuff get woven together in the time of the king, whatever his name was, that brought it all together or whatever? It started to, yeah. Okay. King so Josiah. Like, that's when they started to weave this shit together and yeah. be like, okay, we're going to make this one book and make this work for us. It here. was already undergoing that process. Okay. And the priests were already... Um, arguing about it, like, sure. like I know you've probably heard about um, the Torah. There's the written Torah, and then there's the verbal Torah, which consists of um, Jewish elders sitting around debating Jewish law. Yeah, and that's very what you would imagine was happening. Got it. Okay. Um, A bunch of priests from all different backgrounds and walks coming together and arguing, discussing, writing, trying to figure out what happened where. Um, Probably much like we would do today, what do we really think happened versus what do we want to write for posterity? Right. Because those will be two very different questions. Sure, sure. So um, these guys are suspected of adding Aaron to the story of Moses. There was some talk. We talked about that. We touched on that. Mm -hmm. And some other Q&As that we did, I think. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. In order to legitimize their standing in society. Hmm. So they needed uh, another guy. Oh, that's why they're the priestly writers. Mm -hmm. They needed the priest to be in there with Moses instead of just Moses. Yeah. Interesting. Right. That's really interesting. And they wrote all those laws in Leviticus, these priestly guys. Do you think they wrote and, – and, and just curious, like knowing this now, like you remember how um, Aaron fucked up and made that golden calf, right? Mm-hmm. And he did other things that he kind of fucked up here yeah. and there. If, if, if it were me writing myself as a priest, I might leave room for myself to fuck up. Yeah. So because like, it legitimizes the story. Right. And it also, you know, gives you some, you know, leniency should you fuck up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Just saying. Just and saying. and again, they're the ones that wrote all those laws in Leviticus. I hate them. I hate them too, but it makes sense, right? Because right. they were not only showing the ways that the laws should be held, but right. also showing the way that the laws were broken by Aaron, but it also not makes Moses. Sense, like, because we're in the middle of this story about Moses, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just broken up by these fucking laws occasionally, and it's like, yep. wait, what? Right? Now, why? But they why? couldn't. They couldn't have Moses be making these mistakes, right? They had to have somebody. Like, remember, we also talked about other stories that might have been added. Less as stories that actually happened and more as just to lay precedence. Right. That's what that's what a lot of the laws were and that's what a lot of the stories were. Huh. So when you asked me about the talking donkey. Yeah. Did it happen? <laughs> Was it added? 
what was the law that they were attempting <laughs> to like a lot of the meaning and the whys and how fors have been lost to time because what are we supposed to take from that fucking story? Fucking just it was absolute trash is what I took from it. I mean, obey God except for he might get mad if you do. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I I don't that know. That story was trash. Right. So I mean, but you can see how they didn't have like the entire book laid out before them like we do today. Right. Right? They just had pieces. Got it. Like so and so over there and that temple's got a piece and so and so over here and this temple's got a piece and they're all opining and they're all trying to make it make sense and they're all adding and they're all getting together, you know, on Sunday for coffee and arguing about it. I feel like they were like did you get that finished? And somebody's like, yeah, yeah, I got it all bound up and good. And like, wait, wait, what What the fuck's this, man? It's already bound. All right, fuck it. Right? Just I print mean, it. Just print that shit. I don't, I don't know that that's exactly the way that went because they didn't have like binding and printing. Saying, and like some of that shit felt like it was just slapped in there. Oh, so. definitely, definitely. Yeah. So those temple priests, yeah. they led the Jews in their exile and they continued to write in Babylon. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then that gets into Deuteronomy, which is what you know, we're going into now. Yeah. Or well, you know, on Thursday. Yeah. So. so I just thought it would be cool to have a little bit of history and context. Yeah. No, I actually that was, I enjoyed that. That was pretty good. Right. Yeah. I mean, not to toot our own horn, but you know. Well, you didn't toot, know toot. exactly what I was researching. I so. really didn't like you. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I think it's really funny because right before we started, you were like, we have, it doesn't flow when I don't know. So. Well, you had that hundred question quiz on the last one. And I'm like, dude, come on. Seriously. Okay. Like 80% of the time. questions. 80% of the time I have my shit under control. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's that 20% that you catch me up. <laughs> but this time. This time you were spot on. You were trying to ask me questions and I was like, I really would prefer to wait until I answer that question because you were like, was Moses real? And I'm like, can we just wait? Like this totally earned you a follow on Twitter and everybody should go do that. Like it's oh, yeah, at yeah. Sack Dis Wife. Sack Dis Wife. <laughs> yeah. I got her on Twitter. You guys should all go over there and like harass her because she doesn't get on enough and I need her on there. So I know. I get on like once a week when husband – um, yeah, and then you says, blast the fuck out of it, and you're like, "I know," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Well, you'll tell Wife's me. Wife's on for her once a week Twitter blast. Well, yeah, because you're like, "Hey, somebody said something cool. You should check out," yeah. and then I go check it out. Right. And then while I'm there, I do a little bit of blast. Because we have fans who are like harassing you. They're like, "Hey, hey, get on here, talk to us." It's and you're like, oh, "All right." Okay, it's just not something I do regularly. I don't. Oh. I don't know how to do it. On a regular basis. Got it. Because, I mean, you're on Twitter like all the time and I'm like, hey, we're watching something. Can you pay attention <laughs> to what we're watching? And you're like, I'm on Twitter right now. Well, there's lots of important shit going on. And I get that. And that's why you are the boss here and you are good. <laughs> but then you tell me, I don't know how to be on Twitter all the time. I'm just giving you grief. I just, I don't know how to do it. I'm just giving you grief. But we do need to get her some more followers. She's only got like 32 right now. She says piss poor. So like if you guys all go over there and follow her, I know there's like – there's got to be at least 50 of you on there that are on Twitter. At least 50. So we need to get her up to 50 by the end of the week. And, you know, So just – it's yeah, there's a link right on our Twitter profile, like on the main Twitter profile. Just go there and click on that and go follow her. And then she'll have some friends and she'll be happy and she'll get on Twitter more. Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> I don't understand why you're harassing me. I don't though. know. I'm just having fun. But we should get off here and we should like, yeah. you know, say see you on Thursday. And, and probably and, and probably should have ended this about. We five probably, yeah, ago. no, this is a rambling end that I, I yeah. The Midwestern I, this is goodbye. All my fault. This is all my fault. It's the Midwestern goodbye. Yeah. Have you heard of that? No. Um, apparently, but I mean, I can. Apparently, people in the Midwest take forever to say goodbye, and they take like a half hour at the door. I thought that was just your family. No, it's the Midwestern oh, goodbye. Okay. Got it. We just have it mastered. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, goodbye. Goodbye. Husband. Yeah, wife. Um, it's the end, so we should say all the things. We definitely should say all the things. What things should we say? So, we want people to get a hold of us, and there's ways that they can do that. So, one of those ways I know is email. What's that email address? Sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. And they should do that by 5 Eastern on Sundays if they want their question to be included in our new Tuesday Q&A episodes every week. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to hearing from some of our fans, for sure. Yeah. They can too. also get a hold of us on social media. And we have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. Um, probably the easiest way would be through Twitter at sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts still. <laughs> yes, yeah, still. Still. I guess. Or dum-dum <laughs> or doo-doo. Yeah, wherever you want to go with that, I guess. Right, right. Okay. Um, yeah, so we have all those things, and they should go there. Yeah, they should. Okay. And then, also, oh, what else should they do? They should, like, you know, review us on Apple Podcasts, because that really, really helps us out. And, you know, if you're on any other podcast app, just, like, hit a heart, or a like thing, or something. A thumbs up. Thumbs up. Nice. Whatever the hell it is, just do it, okay? Just do it. All right. I think that's all we got. Oh, you know what? I have one more thing. Oh, she's got one more thing. Um, thank you so much, guys, for listening and choosing us to spend your time with. We really appreciate you all, and you are definitely top shelf. Yeah, honestly, it makes us smile just about every day. Yep. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.